Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. What's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve, and welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is July 14th, 2022. It's currently 2.59 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> it's pretty late right now, and I'm kind of fully wide awake, just to let you know. Uh, just got through washing dishes, and uh, watched some Tucker Carlson, and... Uh, it triggered me, and here I am talking to you folks. Now, first of all, uh, let me apologize. I'm going to turn this music down. I'm going to apologize for not podcasting for a bit. Uh, I've been really, really, really busy. Of course, you know, I want to stop making apologies for it, but uh, I really, truly am sorry for uh, not podcasting more. It is my intention to actually be on here almost every single day, but uh, for you know, one rhyme reason or another, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to try to rhyme to you, um, I just like found myself to be a lot busier than usual right now for this summer. Um, uh, this past week, uh, this uh, on Sunday, I actually had a huge barbecue at my house. There was about 37 to 40 individuals, like-minded individuals like me, uh, all MAGA people, all, I guess, white supremacists, you know, possibly insurrectionists. You know, possibly the people who are a danger to this entire country and the danger to the existential. Well, why don't they just why don't we just take this? You know, you know, say it for what it is. My party this weekend was full of people who are labeled as an existential threat to humanity. And I'm really sorry to all the liberals out there, but you know, I had them gather all at my house. We had a great time talking, laughing. Uh, you know. You know, complaining about life and all of our conflicts and, and even the, you know, you know, actually just voicing our opinion without anyone, without any Democrat in the area telling us that you shouldn't do that. Because if you do, if you go out there and actually believe that a woman is a woman, that the government is overreaching, that the government, that Joe Biden is not doing a great job as president, well, you don't deserve to live in this beautiful country. In fact, you are a threat to this beautiful country. <sighs> I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And uh, anyway, to again, to, uh, to uh, you know, to have this barbecue, and I think a lot of you people know, I have, my house has been um, under remodeling for the last, <laughs> for the last, the last six months, and uh, we have just finished remodeling the entire inside of the house, and uh, well, what, is, what does it mean now? After you finish remodeling, it means that you have to move everything out and you have to clean the whole house because there's concrete dust everywhere, sawdust everywhere, and you know you, ha you have all this stuff that you put out of storage because you have to re you know, put new floors in and put new doors in and put everything in. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, I had to clean the whole house to get it presentable for the barbecue this weekend, and um, I was able to pull it off, but boy... That was, you know, I don't, 
I don't even believe I got it done, <laughs> but but I cleaned the whole house. I I um got the pantry to how it should look. Um, I got the 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 living room living room to look like how it should look. I even put all put all the strings of my interior decorating know how, which you know I've never formally trained, but I know how to interior decorate a house because I'm a photographer. Um, well, because I'm a professional photographer, I've done that a lot, especially when I photographed real estate, and uh, I made everything look cherry. And on top of that, I threw away a lot of crap, <laughs> a lot of crap that we didn't need. And uh, and now the house, at least on the inside, is uh, at least maybe I think three quarters of downstairs is looking nice and beautiful. My office is on its way to looking nice and beautiful, and I'm hoping to get that done later on this week. There's still a lot of crap to throw out. And uh, the process is still a little slow, but everything is moving forward. And uh, on top of, you know, cleaning up, right, <laughs> what else did I have to do? Well, of course, it's a barbecue, so I had to cook ribs and also a brisket. Luckily, Pitmaster Keith, you know, my really good friend and partner in my, uh, my barbecue business, he came over over on Saturday, no, I'm sorry, on Sunday, cooked some beautiful ribs um, I had to cook the brisket on Friday because I couldn't cook it on Saturday because I had a wedding. And uh, cooked it on Friday, let it rest 12 hours, cut it up on um, Saturday, then warmed it up on Sunday. And on Sunday, by the way, I was still cleaning the house. And uh, and then to complicate everything on top of that, you know, we had to we didn't have enough chairs, you know, for the outside. The barbecue was going to happen on the outside of the house, not on the in, on, on the inside of the house, because we have this beautiful, um, beautiful area that we. Um, that we, uh, I guess, not, what's the word? Not really renovated, but uh, I guess reimagined. Why don't we steal a word from the Democrats, right? We reimagined our entire yard and we reimagined all the grass away and <laughs> poured concrete there. So we have this huge concrete lot on the left side of our house. And in fact, on the right side of the house, we decided to reimagine all the grass away too on that side. So we have, um, we're going to have concrete on the right side, but that's not poured yet. But uh, our barbecue and all of our outdoor, all of our parties, in fact, we want to actually take um, to actually have on the outdoors because it's just so much more cool. And uh, yeah, and that's what we did. So we we um, we kind of uh, set up the chairs out there, our leather couches that we were going to throw away to the dump. We took it outside and said, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to use these." Uh, <laughs> This furniture that costs around twenty grand, made out of calf skin. Uh, it's, the leather's cracking now. It's about thirty years old, right? And it's, it's my parents' uh, old furniture. And instead of throwing it away, we're just going to repurpose it for outdoor furniture. Uh, it's not the best looking furniture because it's so old and it's cracking and ripping. Uh, I'm going to try to fix it with some with some um, generic leather tape. But uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but it served its purpose, and I think it'll do really great on the, great on the outside. Uh, the party, by the way, was just great. It was um, it was really, really, really great. You know, it, it's it, it's something really interesting about this, and I, I'll be very honest with this. I had a lot of fun at this party. Um, I had a lot of fun at this last party that I went to, and it was a really, really a lot of fun because it was filled with people who were like minded. They all thought like me. Um, number one, I think mostly everyone there was God-fearing, um, if not Jesus-fearing. Um, and secondly, we all agreed politically. So if you're in a room where everyone, you know, agrees politi politically and also religiously, 
you're kind of in good, in good company. Your, your morals are going to align. Your agendas are going to align for the most part. Uh, we did have one Democrat in the room, but he's more of a libertarian. In fact, I will have him on my podcast probably later on in the future. Um, his name is Sean Ritchie, a very, very intelligent guy who used to work for the state government. And um, he's running for office right now. I think I'll have him, have him on in maybe the next few weeks. Really, really, really good guy. Um, but... We had him there. We had uh, you know, it was just a really wide array of just different intelligent people uh, congregating. Uh, why don't we just use the Christian word fellowshipping at my at my house? And uh, there was no safe space at my house. I mean, no topic was off limits at all. Uh, I think I talked about my July on my July Fourth podcast. I talked about my um, you know attending my my cousin's barbecue and my uncles who were there. Didn't want me talking about politics. Now, they could talk about, about politics. They could talk about everything that was positive about Joe Biden and negative about Trump. But the minute I raised my finger and said, well, I don't think that's true. I really, in, in fact, when I said, I think the Chinese virus actually came from a lab. They said, you know what, Steve, we don't want to talk about politics. You know, just stop talking about it. Talk about anything else other than politics. And they were very, very mad. They got they went from happy, happy, happy to 100, irritated, mad. Who the hell are you? And uh, we didn't have any of that happen at my house. And even though people, people don't agree 100%. Now, I can tell you what, even though we agree politically, we don't agree 100% in everything because some of us are more conspirac- conspiratorial than others. Um, some of us, you know, are are like whistleblowers. Some of us don't believe in the entire like narrative. And and even when it comes to the the the, uh, the uh, I guess the debate of abortion, my mom is actually pro-choice. She's more pro she's more pro-choice than pro-life, right? She still believes in a woman's tr- um, women woman's uh, ch- um, choice. To choose whether or not that baby is uh, aborted or not, but she's still a Trump supporter. Now she's kind of coming along the other side right now because what's happening on the left is really, really crazy. They're actually pro-abortion, not pro-choice anymore. So, so it's a little different. But even then, we can have these discussions, and no one gets mad. And unfortunately, on the Democrat side, because you know their entire meaning of life is based upon a metaphor or simile or a version of the truth. Why don't we just say that? Uh, and it, Their entire argument just shatters when, it's, when you just approach them with any type of logic whatsoever. I think you know about this, right? And uh, the only thing they can, uh, they can, they can, um, they, they can uh, counter you with your argument or your stance or your, why don't you just, just say your, your Republican talking point um, all they can do is cancel you because that's what they've been taught to do. If you don't agree with them, you're on the wrong side of the argument and, you know, goodbye. I don't care if we had friendship for the last 30, 40 years. I don't care if you actually, I, you're actually my godson or my godfather or anything because you're a Trump supporter, you're gone. I hate you. I literally think you're dead. And that's what they do. I've lost so many friends from high school. So many friends from high school who are animate Biden supporters. It's just crazy. They love Biden. They love Hillary Clinton, you know, and they just hate, hate, hate Donald Trump. And they think that everything that's going on right now, every single problem that Joe Biden has created, they said Trump has created it and Joe Biden is trying to fix it. 
including my relatives. So that's not cool. Now, now that's why those people were not invited to my barbecue. <laughs> so the person, the person who I've known for 30, 40 years, right? Or persons, why don't we just say that? The people that I've known for 30, 40 years who I considered to be my friends a long time ago, they're, they're replaced now by strangers who just share similar political views and religious views. And it feels like those people who are, who are at my house felt like my, you know, like my soul brothers or my soul sisters that, I've, that I never met. Now, one quarter of them I've never met. But it's just a little interesting, right? Now, there's a guy over there in, at the barbecue. And uh, his name is Arvin, okay? And, you know, I, I'll think I'll have Arvin, you know, on my podcast one day. And how did I meet Arvin? Ar- Ar- Arvin's very interesting. Um, I, I, yeah, I was, I was attending a Comic-Con maybe a, a while ago. This is pre-COVID, right? A Comic-Con. And uh, I had no intention of buying anything there. But usually when I go to Comic-Con, I just work my way through a booth. And by the way, for those of you who don't know what a Comic-Con is, um, it's a comic convention. And at this convention, you know, people sell things to all the guests. There. They have all these different booths. And uh, Arvin, um, he actually was there selling um, these tactical bags. And I had no intention of, of buying a tactical bag. And I went in there just to say, just to say hello. And he, he, and he treated me with uh, such respect. And I said, you know, I just, you know, do you have a camera, a camera bag here? And he, sold, he showed me a camera bag. And I loved it. And I bought one on the spot. It was for about, I think, a little over $100. And I still use that same camera bag to this very day uh, for all my photos. You'll see it if you come book with me. And uh, I wasn't a friend of his back then. So, but he, that's what happened, right? So that's the first time I ever met Arvin. I said, this is great. Thank you so much. And uh, I was off, ready to go. Then, uh, then a few years later, uh, he opened a, a little small sh- um, shop at a place called Ohana Marketplace. Now, Ohana Marketplace was uh, the former sports authority here in Hawaii. But when sports authority went out of business, um, they filled it with all these little like swap meet little areas to do work, to do um I guess to do business. So you could buy a rent a little or at least a little spot there for maybe a few hundred bucks and then sell your goods, uh, I guess, to the foot traffic that was passing by. And so Arvin had uh, a little booth there and he was selling his tactical, his tactical bags. So I go in there and uh, this is actually during COVID. And uh, I go in there and uh, I don't, I'm not wearing a mask and I see that he's not wearing a mask. And uh, we start talking, and I start, I start realizing that, wait, wait, wait a minute, I think I'm talking to the guy who sold me this ta- my first tactical bag. Now, Pitmaster Keith was with me there, and he ended up buying a bag there, a really, really nice bag. And then on top of that, you know, we start talking about other things. And we find out that, whoa, lo and behold, you know, we agree politically, we agree religiously, we're talking, and he's a huge Trump supporter, he's, not, he's against the vaccines, he doesn't... He doesn't want to um, get any type of booster or anything like that. He's against face, um, face mask wearing. He's against any lockdowns. This guy is a freedom advocate. So immediately we start talking and uh, we start talking for hours. And then what happens is that uh, Pitmaster Keith and I, every time we go to, go to the Ohana Marketplace, we end up stopping by talking to Arvin and his wife, Vanessa. And then one day I pull out my phone and say, well, these are, you know, we're, we've been getting, we've been doing these barbecues during the lockdowns. So they're illegal barbecues. And, you know, we would love to have you at one of them, right? And, um, well, he, he never came to one of them, but he looks at the photo and guess what? He sees a picture of 
movie guy Keone over there. And he said, dude, I know this guy over here. Like, I know Keone. <laughs> and I said, you do? You know Keone? Because, yeah, like, Keone, like, his kids plays with my kids. And we are tight. We're, we're really, really tight. I, in fact, I know his girlfriend. And, um, and we're really, really good. So what happens is that I end up going to Keone's. Um, I cooked a brisket for Keone's daughter's uh, birthday. And, uh, and, uh, and um, I, I end up seeing Arvin at Keone's daughter's birthday party. And it was great. So we ended up talking, talking more, and uh, we ended up getting closer. Um, Arvin invites me to his barbecues, and finally, finally, this past Sunday, he comes to ours. So, so it was great. And that that's like how you know a lot of the times how we've been how how we've been getting friends. Uh, I guess friends. I, I guess that's how I've been making new friends throughout this entire lockdown, uh, throughout the entire Trump era. Is just running into like minded people. I mean, it's, it's been great. It's been really, really cool. I mean, another time I just met this guy, Paul. Well, not just met him. I met him at, at, um, Keone's, Keone had his birthday party during the lockdowns. And there's a guy who worked in the movie industry and he was also a swordsman and also, uh, um, he was a marksman, uh, for air rifles. And, uh, one thing that he would do is that he would actually teach air rifles, uh, I guess, uh, I guess air rifling to kids at the public schools. Now, he didn't want to take the vaccine because he was allergic to some of the chemicals in there. And plus, he just didn't want to take it, right? He thought, he read some things and said, you know, I, I can do better without it, right? So what happens is that, you know, he, um, he decides not to take it. And afterwards, because he didn't take his two vaccine shots, he can't work with the kids over at the public schools anymore. So he ends up losing his job. <laughs> it's a job that he had for about 30 years and he enjoyed wholeheartedly. And he got paid pretty well to do that. How do you like that, right? So a teacher, again, lost his job. So I, I met him over at, um, over at a Keone's party. And then lo and behold, he shows up at our barbecue. Keone invited him over. I never, I didn't even think about inviting him over. I just thought that was Keone's friend. So again, it made another nice close friend, you know, and, uh, it, it's, it's just amazing and all the, at the different ways we could uh, meet people because of the lockdown. In fact, the last barbecue we had before, I invited, I invited some, um, Stuart, who owns, um, he, he calls himself the Popolo Boy, and he, and he actually, uh, cooks barbecue chicken, uh, or we call it Huli Huli chicken in Hawaii on the side of the road. And Popolo in Hawaii means black. And people have said, well, that's a derogatory, ter- um, uh, derogatory, uh, I guess, term to describe black people, Popolo. But it's, uh, it's just what the Hawaiians call blacks, right? And, uh, he finds that I find out that he's a huge Trump supporter. And this guy is so cool. You know, uh, we did not invite Stuart at this barbecue, unfortunately, because, um, well, we were just, we had invited too many people and we just had enough food for everyone. So he's going to be invited to the next barbecue, definitely. Uh, but not this one. But again, this is just how we made new friends. And, uh, I've really, really enjoyed, um, I guess, extending my brotherhood to all of these people, uh, and just revamping my entire friends list in real life. It's just incredible, you know. Um, but the really cool now, I'm, I'm not just going on off a tangent here. But the really interesting thing here now, after this all happened, the next day, I was just completely like, you know, out of it. The next day, I woke up at one o'clock uh, p.m. the next day because uh, 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 Keone ended up staying up late. We ended up, st- you know, talk, talking story, and uh, you know, Ron started. Ron was there, and uh, 
we just we just stayed up to about three o'clock a.m. over at my house. And by the time you know I went to bed, it was about four or five o'clock in the morning, and uh, I was just really tired. <laughs> you know, all the cleaning up, all the barbecuing, and everything. So I wake up in the morning, I'm half awake. This is the next day, Monday, right? And uh, guess who knocks on my door? It's a it's a politician's wife, and she's campaigning for um, for her husband, right? And she's saying, uh, you know, I'm so and so, and I'm the wife of this person over there. I'm not going to say his name. And uh, because I'm kind of scared that this guy may actually target me because I, I don't really think he's that great of a guy. And she, and she said, we're looking for people to, people to support him. I said, well, what, is, what does your husband stand for? Well, she starts saying, she starts reading off bullet points, right? So I, I didn't really get her, I, I really didn't let her get really that far because the first bullet point that she read off, it, it was a bunch of fluff. Now, what did she say? Now, she said, um, my husband will create, I'm going to quote this here because I got it here. He's going to create a purposeful economy. <laughs> Hold on, let me try to read that again. To create a purposeful economy, one that is resilient and essential to, to sustainability. And I asked her, well, what does that mean? And she told me, well, it's exactly what it means. We want to create an economy that is purposeful. And I said, well, purposeful, like, what, like purposeful, like, and, I, and I, I told her, you know, you're taking a lot of grammatical modifiers and you're putting it in front of another word here, which means nothing. Because usually when you modify, this is the screenwriter coming out of me. And I told her, usually when you modify a noun or any type of word, right, you're trying to zero things in. You're trying to get it, you're trying to add detail to, to an obscure picture, right? That's why you modify it. But in this case, you're actually unmodifying it. So when you say you're creating a purposeful economy, I don't know what that means. And she said, it's exactly what it means. One that has purpose. And I said, well, the economy always has purpose. And then I asked her, is my, I told her, I run a wedding business. Is my business purposeful? And she said, well, I'll have to ask my husband, but he would, it would be up to him. I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I think my wedding business is purposeful, but now I have to ask for your husband's permission to like, you know, see if he thinks my, my wedding business is business is purposeful. And, and then I went on. I said, well, what does resilient mean? Right. And what is essential to sustainability? And, and asked, is, does my wedding business fall under essential to sustainability? And what she, what does sustainability mean? And she says, a business that can survive on its own. And I said, well, my business does survive on its own. And she said, well, did it survive on its own during COVID? And I said, no, it didn't. And she said, well, why is that? Well, it's not sustainable. I said, no, it didn't survive because your husband voted to shut the economy down. And she looked at me with these beady eyes and told me, says, well, that's because your business wasn't essential. I says, well, is your husband's job essential? And she says, of course he is. He's a politician. He tells you what to do. And then I, and I backed up and I said, well, wait a minute. Your husband is a representative. And she said, yes, he's a representative. And I said, well, is he representing or is he actually telling me what to do? And he says, his purpose is to tell you what to do because you don't know what to do a lot of times. The politicians know better. And I told her, that doesn't make any sense for me. In fact, I told her, you, because you've said that, I'm not going to vote for your husband. 
a politician a representative, especially, is supposed to represent us. <laughs> this woman would not be invited to my barbecue, right? And she got so... She, I could, I could see her backing up because she was fearful of me. And she said, "Well, what do you, what does that mean? A representative should represent." I don't understand it. She kept, and she said, "Well, what, what do you mean a, re- a representative should represent?" I said, "Well, they call them a representative for a, for a reason, right? So you sh- you should be asking me, not telling me, you know, what I should think like." And then I, I said, "What is the second? I, I had the flyer in my hand, right? And she was ready to go. I said, "No, no, wait, don't go, don't go." <laughs> right? Don't go because I want to ask you more things. I said, what is this working toward a net zero initiative to reduce existential weather threats to Hawaii? So what is an existential weather threat? She says, hurricanes, hurricanes and, 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 and tidal waves and tsunamis and all these different types. She said, all of those are existential weather threats. I said, okay, so apparently a tsunami is caused by weather. <laughs> and, right? And she says, look what happened over there, the earthquake, the earthquake in Japan Right, it was existential threat. I said, "Yeah, but is it a weather threat?" Right, and, and she looked at me again as though I, I was an idiot. And she said, "They're all existential threats. So if we had zero net energy, we wouldn't be in trouble." And I said, "Okay, if we, if we had zero net energy, we wouldn't be in trouble from a tsunami, really, from a tsunami." And she told me, she "says I think you have to talk to my husband because he can better explain by why going zero carbon." Zero carbon footprint, right? Right. Net zero energy initiative will reduce our threat from tsunamis. Okay. Then I said, okay, fine. Why don't we back up? I'll, maybe I'll just agree that tsunamis are a result of climate change. But let me ask you this. Do we actually have enough energy capacity that if everyone went EV, if everyone owned an electric vehicle here in Hawaii, how would we actually power all of these? How would we charge all of these? And she looked at me and said that, well, we're going to use windmills and solar power. I said, no, that's not enough. That's really not enough. And she said, we'll have to have more windmills. So I said, we're going to have windmills everywhere? Windmills everywhere? <laughs> right? We need coal power. We need a lot of coal power. We probably need gas power. Don't we? And she said, no, not according to the science. And if we continue on this path, she said, you know, Hawaii will be underwater. I said, really, Hawaii is going to be underwater if we continue to this path. But if we go, if we get away from coal or gas and we're stuck with like, you know, buying Teslas and EV vehicles where we have to wait in line at a charging station for like about an hour because it takes so long to charge up our EV vehicles, um, you know, things would be better. And, and I kept asking, I kept drilling her all these things and she kept stepping away as I took one step closer to her, Right. And then finally, she just completely disengaged and said, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And I told her, take her flyer with you. And she goes, no, no, no. She, she, told, she told me, take it here. Take it, take it, take it. And I said, no, you take the flyer. I'm really not voting for her husband. I think your husband's an idiot. And she took it. She left. And then she walked off. She didn't stop by the other, the other, um, the other, uh, the houses. I saw her. And she walked off with her head down. <laughs> now... You know, I didn't want to do that to her, <laughs> but you know, it, this is the typical Democrat. They're scared. They can't, they, they don't have the answers to everything. You know, they think that by changing our light bulbs, you know, or they think by Hawaii changing their light bulbs, we're going to solve 
a hurricane, a hurricane from like uh, coming to Hawaii, a hurricane whose weather storm was generated over the, over the Atlantic Ocean, right? The hurricanes that come to Hawaii are actually generated generated in Africa, in the deserts in Africa. That same weather storm heads over the Atlantic, over the United States, right, and then over the Pacific and over to us. <laughs> And they think by if we change our light bulbs or like drive EV vehicles, we're going to stop all of that hot air rising from the deserts over in Africa. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. The deserts in Africa primarily control the weather patterns in all of the in all of the world. Look it up; it's all true. You know, if it was a lot more green, in fact, if they want to actually have better weather, they should maybe think about make you know getting the deserts there a little bit more green. It, it would help a lot, and I'm not sure if that would be actually detrimental. But that's it's it's just amazing that most of the weather generated in the world comes from the comes from the deserts over there in Africa. So, well, that was my week, by the way. That was my week. Talking, talking to good old Republicans, barbecuing, working, and then ending it with ending it with a conversation with a left winger, the wife of a left winger politician here in Hawaii. That was it. Anyway, I gotta go to bed, everyone. It's about three thirty a.m. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry if you wanted to hear my opinions on other things political, but I got I got a little into politics today, right? I really did. My eyes are starting to shut right now, so I actually should start. I really should stop talking on this podcast before it's too late. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, of those of you who book with me, thank you so much. I really appreciate all, your, all of your business. I really, really do. I will talk to you all soon. I promise. And that's it. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.